0: Jamal is here for Seconds Out. Scott Quigg versus General Carroll fight week final press conference. Can see you brimming with a smile there. Must feel good to be back.
1: Yeah, it's good to be back. Obviously, do you know I've been out the ring a long time, but not only that, it's good to be back in the ring. But being back in Manchester, you know, it makes it um, even better.
0: You must have known that this return to your home city was always going to happen, but like how? How much did you know that it was going to be this year, this time, and this opponent?
1: I mean, obviously, it was something that, um, obviously, this was supposed to happen in Saudi Arabia. I I didn't know I was going to be fighting, actually, in the UK this time. Um, Obviously, coming back, and then when I couldn't get back into America, um, and the date got offered for March, this fight got offered again. So I just thought, no, this is what I want. And, And it's turned out... He couldn't have turned out any better.
0: Jono, as we both know, isn't a very shy man. He wears his heart on his sleeve, always speaks his mind. The press conference is about to start. What are you anticipating from him in the final days now, building up to it?
1: For him to talk a lot of shit. Yeah? You know, he's, but it'll be entertaining for everyone. He's irrelevant what he says, you know. Um, he talks a lot because he, he people think, oh, he's confident, he talks. He gets his confidence from the shit he talks, Um, but like I say, it's irrelevant what he says. All that matters is what goes on Saturday night. Um, And on Saturday night, I know I'll get the job done. I
0: think we had a chat last time where Jono mentioned how he was ringside watching you against Martinez back in 2015. Do you admire his journey, regardless of whether there is a bit of animosity between you both?
1: Like I. Respect any fighter that gets in the ring. Yeah. John, I know he trains hard and know he's dedicated. Um, as a person, I think he's a bit of a tit. <laughs> <laughs> but like I say, John, he, 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 he's no armour, And John, I say, he's probably a good lad. I, John, I, I don't know him. Um, but like I say, he, he's irrelevant. You know, I concentrate on myself, know what I need to do, and you know, that's the top and bottom of it.
0: I think people have envisioned since this fight was announced that it was going to be an all-out war. You don't tend to start fights the aggressor massively, but with that year out, do you think that maybe you could surprise him with a different approach to this
1: game plan? No, the, the, the game plan is exactly what I do. do you know, he's you know, I'll fight my fight. I don't care what he comes to do. do you know, I'm prepared and. So you know, I've concentrated on myself, you know, I know what I need to do and I'll implement that on the night and you know, get my hand raised at the end.
0: And obviously we can't not address the fact that it is your first fight camp with Joe Gallagher in many years, how has that been and has it been starting right off where you've left off?
1: Yeah, I mean we just took off from where we left off, yeah. You know, it was. I've had a great camp, do You know, everything has been spot on. Um, and like I said, I'm just raring to go now, sat there and I'm just looking forward to it.
0: Well, I saw Joe look like he was thoroughly enjoying himself. Must be great for him as well to rekindle what you both got going on as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is we, we've we become world champions together. Yeah. Um, and you know, we've set out again to go on to accomplish that again.
0: Perfect. Thank you very much for your time. Press is about to start, so I'll let you go. Thank, Thank you very you. much. So Jamal Nayas here with Alexander Pevakin. The fight has just been announced this week. Pevakin versus Dylan White. How excited are you to fight in Manchester against one of England's best heavyweights?
2: Uh, как вы себя чувствуете? Как вы настроены? С нетерпением вы ждёте ли вы боя с одним из лучших боксёров в тяжёлом весе?
3: Mm-hmm. Отлично настроен. Uh, я уже не первый раз в Манчестере. Мне она нравится здесь. Uh, хорошие зрители, которые любят и знают бокс, так что жду нестерпением
2: боя. To the fight.
0: in terms of what Dillian brings to the table, how aware are you of his abilities, and what have you made of his in-ring action so far?
2: Учитывая, так сказать, метод борьбы Диллиана. И то, как он борется, как, как он боксирует на ринге. Как вы чувствуете, как вы настроены на, на этот э, поединок?
3: Я понимаю, что Дима Вайт э, сильный, хороший спортсмен и боксер. И что бой будет непростым, ну, чувствую себя нормально, настраиваюсь на бой.
2: I know that Dillian White is a strong uh, strong opponent, uh, very good boxer, and I'm feeling well and I'm uh, ready for the fight.
0: This past few weeks have really been massive for the heavyweight division in terms of announcements and fights. I also want to know your opinion on the Fury-Wilder fight and Wilder's sort of reflection on that defeat and the reason behind his defeat was the attire that he was wearing in the ring walk, he's given that as the reason as why he lost that fight. What did you make of that and the fight itself?
2: Последние несколько недель были очень богатыми поединками именно среди боксёров в тяжёлом весе. Каково ваше мнение по поводу поединка между фьюри и Wildом? И, так сказать, Wild сказал, что причина его потом он проиграл из-за того, что наряд, который он У него был перед выходом на ринг, э, на ринг был очень тяжелым. Какое ваше мнение по поводу этого поединка?
3: Я считаю, что был интересный, хороший бой. Тайсон Фьюри исключил все свои ошибки и, в принципе, отлично провел этот бой. Насчет костюма, ну, мне трудно об этом что-то говорить. Я думаю, что просто Тайсон Фьюри взял высоту, был лучше. Умнее и стратегия у него была подобрана так, как надо.
2: What can I say about this fight? Fury has eliminated all the mistakes that he has made in previous fights, and he was well prepared. And his strategy was was a very well thought strategy with regards to Wild's outfit that he is using. I can't really comment on that, but the, the fight was very interesting.
0: In terms of what's at stake for this fight, the winner of this could potentially be fighting against the winner of Wilder Fury 3, which takes place in July if uh, reports are meant to be believed. Is that something that you're focusing on? And with Dillian White as well, he's expressed his anger that he hasn't had that opportunity against the likes of Tyson Fury and and, um, Deontay Wilder yet. Do you feel that he may be overlooking you and how dangerous is that? От
2: этот поединок, который пройдет между вами и Уайтом, естественно, победитель этого поединка будет оппонентом Уайлда или или Фьюри. Вот и он, в общем-то, говорит о том, что он у него не было возможности быть на ринге или с Фьюри или с Уайлда. Как вы думаете, не считает ли он вас? Недооценивает ли он вас?
3: Ну время все покажет. Мне не зачем что-то говорить. Говорить можно что угодно. Главное, делом показывать. Так что впереди все увидим.
2: I can't really say anything. The time will show, and uh, the results, the outcome of the fight, that is going to happen, and we'll see. Actions speak louder than words.
0: You mentioned that you are no stranger to competing in the UK. Wins over David Price and Hughie Fury. Hughie is fighting at the weekend, coincidentally. How much do you love coming over here and uh, upsetting the British fight fans, if it's to say?
2: We already said that this is not your first fight here in the UK, and now there will be a fight. Fury will be on the ring, and Price will be on the ring. How do you feel? чувствуете как вы настроены на то что вы можете так сказать расстроить болельщиков болельщиков и сторонников английского бокса если вы победите в этом поединке
3: я есть честно об этом вообще не думаю я считаю что наверное, все болельщики тем более в англии покуда разбираются с боксом они будут следить и болеть за красивый бой за красивый бокс
2: I'm not really thinking and I'm not particularly bothered about upsetting British fans because they're very knowledgeable fans, they know good boxing match when they see it and I'm prepared, I'm looking forward to having a good fight.
0: Dillian prides himself in going toe-to-toe with the best in the world, he's had some brilliant fights even at this arena with Derek Chisora, one of the best fights of 2016, Josie Parker in London two years later, how much are you anticipating throwing down with him, and if it does get into a dogfight, how much are you looking forward to that?
2: Как вы знаете, когда Wild на ринге он старается б- боксировать на одном уровне со своими оппонентами, он был на ринге с uh, Часарой и с Паркером. И что вы намерены сделать, если, так сказать, бой будет идти, можно сказать, на смерть?
3: I'm going to try to make a beautiful fight and, of course, win
2: I intend to have a beautiful fight, beautiful boxing match, and, of course, I intend to win.
0: This is a very fan-friendly fight. I can't wait to see it just as a fan of the sport and of heavyweight boxing. Really looking forward to it. Thank you very much for your time. Have to ask you as well one of the biggest news stories this week has been the confirmation that DAZN UK will be launching in May as a Sky Sports representative I want to know what your views are on that sure. and how that is going to affect Sky Sports going forward because the contract with Matchroom UK expires next year
4: so yeah I want to know your thoughts. You know a lot um, yeah. and you don't have to worry about asking me I have to ask you just ask me the questions, yeah. it's not a problem. Um, we all knew that Dazone would launch in the UK at some point. We've obviously had a, a very uh, good working relationship with them over the last um, couple of years, nearly. And, um, you know, I'm very uh, I'm very close to those guys there. Joe Markovsky's a great guy, who, and, uh, you know, I, Met many of the the, the great DAZN team, um, Matt Miller, who sort of produces all their shows, and it's been fantastic working sort of, you know, alongside them. And we've taken a lot of their shows over in, in Britain, and it's been uh, it's been great because we've had some good fight cards. Um, honestly, not so good, but mostly really good stuff. And um, you know, we've enjoyed that relationship. They're always going to launch in the UK, so we always knew that it would become more competitive rivals, I guess. Um, but you know, we're very very happy with where we are. I mean, we've got a very very good deal with Matchroom. Uh, we've been working with Eddie for many years. You know I think between us and Matchroom we've um, we've revitalized the sport in many ways. Um, obviously Frank Warren has done a great job uh, getting on to BT and he was with Sky originally and then Box Nation and, and he's got a, a great stable over there so competition with that has been healthy. Obviously we've had Others, you know, there's a to Channel 5, others that are sort of dipped in and out. Um, we're not worried about that. We embrace competition. Um, BT has been uh, been great for the sport because fighters are getting regular work. Um, that's the most important thing. Customers are getting huge amounts of value across the board. Boxing is being talked about everywhere. Grassroots is is flying. Even the YouTubers want to do it. Women's boxing is absolutely brilliant. But I think that we deserve some credit for that too. I think the fact that you know Matchroom has has expanded so much that they want to you know, work with the zone in the US and zone coming in here with boxing, not another sport, with boxing. Because remember on Sky Sports we boxing is part of a huge a huge listing that we have from the Premier League to the the, the massive cricket rights to to golf to Formula One to a multitude of other sports from darts to NBA to NFL. So it's a, and that's just the sport element of Sky and now Comcast, you know, there's huge amounts of sort of original content and, you know, mobile and broadband. It's it's a massive business. So, you know, boxing's a a part of that, of course, Um, but we are very confident. You know, we've been in this uh, business for 30 years, Uh, others haven't. And uh, we've delivered year in, year out. Um, we've got huge amounts of great shows coming up on Sky Sports and on Sky Sports Box Office, and a great deal around the 10 o'clock at night time in the UK. Just like Scott Quigg is here on Saturday night. Um, perfect for our customers. Perfect for the UK fight fans. When when we started to do all the international fight fans, everyone was asking me, "Well, where are all the British cards going?" I mean, we're announcing British fight cards. Sort of, you know daily at the moment. I mean, you've got the the, the white Povetkin on May the 2nd. You've just had, today announced a, gr- a great fight with Terry Harper and Natasha Jonas. First time ever that uh, two British women will fight for a world title. I mean, it's it, it's brilliant that. You've got Savannah Marshall and Lewis Ritson in, in a few weeks' time. Savannah going for a, a world title. Great for women's boxing. You've got the kelly Avenisian fight, you know, at the end of March. I mean, there's a plethora of stuff coming through and it's all on the British time zone, you know, with AJ and Pulov, as well as in the summer. So, you know, people aren't going to have to be staying up through the night. I mean, you know, we had the big Dallas show at the weekend, and it's great. And we thank the Zone for uh, all their um, support and the relationship we've had. And uh, that can continue. That won't just go, yeah. you know, but we're, you know, it's, it's always nice having, you know, competition, um, rivalry, friendly rivalry. Um, you know, we all get on. We, we know we know our businesses. And we're very confident that on Sky, with our arsenal of Sky Sports News, SkySports.com, all the social the Instagram accounts that we've built everything that we give you know a a, a total committed view to boxing and a whole package that people can uh, that customers can enjoy from the digital or they watch it uh, on us on a Saturday night and we're going to continue doing that so the way I react to competition when I heard Frank Warren had signed a big deal with BT a, a few years back and Eddie said what do we think about that it's like good we embrace it and we get better we get better and better we learn every single day no one's perfect no one has every sweet in the jar we love what we do we're passionate about what we do and we'll continue to try and deliver everything we can for our customers and that is the most important thing and looking at the schedule especially of the uk fights in the coming three or four months i think we're in a fantastic position just touching on the massive schedule of great uk
0: fights not just in match room but also frank warren as well fans have a lot of pay-per-view options heading into summer now, obviously in Frank Warren's case he's got Dubois-Joyce, right, do you feel that
4: fans have it tough at the moment as to decide what to spend their hard-earned money on? Panterzone are going to come in and they're going to start all cheap and all the rest of it, we, we know that, there is going to be competition and, and, that's, and that is the fact and for many years it was just us, You know, it was Sky Box Office then it became Sky Sports Box Office yeah. but it was our, our platform. And of course, what happens when the sport develops, everybody wants a a part of it. And and that's business. You know, we understand that. Um, So, yeah, people are going to have to to choose. But we hope that we give uh, on Sky, not just the the razzle and dazzle on fight night, but but the whole build ups to these big events, um, as I said, with our, you know, our dedicated Sky Sports News Channel with Skysports.com, with everything that we go alongside with it. You know, we go on a journey with these guys. You know, we'll start with Dillian White and Alexander Povetkin, as you said, later, and we'll go on a journey with them until May the 2nd. And that's what we do. We build it up. We talk about the narrative. We try and get the casual fans embrace as well as the the, the hardcore boxing fans who you know want to watch it. And, um, you know, we do everything we can to deliver that. But listen, I went out to Vegas a couple of weeks ago to watch Fury and Wilder as a fight fan, you know, just because it was on BT great. They, they did it. You know, we tried very hard to, to, to win that, but we didn't. They had matching rights and they went and, and put on a, a great show. I went to be part of it. We're all boxing fans here. Um, we've got to be fiercely independent. We've got to always talk about uh, fights on other channels. That's really important. Um, the Daniel Dubois, Joe Joyce uh, clash is huge. British heavyweight boxing, it really is. It's another one we talk about the you know the, the the Furies and AJs and Dillian White's, but you know, just underneath that, there's um, there's guys hot on their heels, so I'm I can't wait for that fight. Um, but yeah, you're right, there is, a, there is a lot out there, but um, hopefully, the the boxing fans will uh will like the fact that there is so much available. And you know, if there wasn't the money in the sport and there wasn't the you know the fanfare that we've built over the years, then you know, you wouldn't be seeing these fights. So you are seeing them. You've got a choice. At the end of the day, you choose whether you want to buy it or not, or whatever. Um, many we show on Sky Sports is part of the you know the, the Sky Sports subscription, where you can watch football and Formula One and cricket and golf and everything else. So it's not just the the fights, but we understand um, box office events are are special. They're spectacular events. So we've got to keep them special and keep them spectacular and make sure that you know they're value for money and make sure that we put everything. And I know that the team back at base will put everything they, they, they can into every single one of these events. And Sky Sports Box Office, we just raised the bar. So um, we hope people enjoy it. The numbers have been good in the last few years. So um, long may that continue.
0: I agree. It is a brilliant time to be a fight fan, Adam. I know it's getting busy here now, so I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much for you your time.
4: you ask me anything about Scott quick Scott, surely there'll be one, one question about Scott Quigg and John O'Carroll because that is the press conference yes, let's talk here. About
0: Scott Quigg. I, think,
4: I think it's a fantastic yeah. fight Saturday night. You know, it's a, it's a terrific one. The old cliche in, in boxing about a crossroads fight. This is a an absolute classic. I I, I think the two styles are going to mesh brilliantly. I think Scott Quigg's got a lot to prove. He's been out of the ring for a long time, but he's got home advantage. He's got that Manchester Arena back from Anthony Crawler and before him the Ricky Hattons. You know, Quigg's got it again, so he's got to use it. Uh, John O'Carroll what a lively character what a great performance he put up with Tevin Farmer he's been sparring with Tevin as well he's very confident that that Scott Quigg's made a big error uh, with this fight Um, you know Quigg might start the favourite but I think um, John O'Carroll is fancied by many in the trade I think he's an absolute cracker of a main event plus you've got Huey Fury you've got Anthony Fowler you've got Jack Cullen you've got so many on the card as well it should be a a really good night again and uh, as I said it's prime time Saturday night and with the Premier League and with everything that's happening in sport at the moment, that's where we want to be.
5: Oscar Bevis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global here in Manchester for a double press conference, started with Scott Quigg vs John O'Carroll on Saturday night, but a little unexpected one an announcement yesterday for Dillian White vs Alexander Povek I'm joined by Mr Dillian White, first things first Dillian how are you, how's 2020 treating you? I'm good, 2020 is good mate, thank you, 2020 is good. I suppose even better for the fact that I've heard you talking to other people about this, Tyson managed to pick up the WBC, we'll come on to that, first things first. Is it nice that when you've got these big heavyweight announcements and these big fights that finally we can put some spotlight on you now we've got the announcement for your fight? Yeah, yeah, no, it's good to be back in, um,
6: in in alignment, back in pay-per-view, back in big fights. It's great. It's a good feeling, man, to be back
5: where I belong, you know. I said this to Eddie and he did agree. Is this the most exciting fight we can make for yourself outside of you and Fury, you and Joshua and you and Deontay?
6: Yeah, it was either this, under Underwood's under didn't want it. So, Povetkin stepped up to the plate. Like we knew he would because he's a warrior. How close were
5: negotiations with you and Andy? We we send him two offers. They, they they didn't accept the offers. So that's his problem. Do you have any reasoning behind that? Or do you feel like perhaps he doesn't want to jump back into a fight I of the magnitude? You want to take
6: two dangerous fights back to back. You want a warm up fight. I think now he's going to fight Chris Ariola, which is like a thousand years old.
5: Obviously, Povetkin's a man who's very experienced in the game. Like you said, Chris Ariel is a thousand years old. Povetkin, not quite a thousand, but 40 years old. Um, yeah. Is it also going to be like a bit of a learning experience for you in there? Because, I mean, Povetkin has been in some major, major fights. It is, and he's a good 40 as well. He's not like our old one, he's a good
6: 40, you know, obviously. If everybody looks after themselves when they keep themselves healthy and stuff, the science has changed. Guys are going longer, look at Kletchko, long he reigned for even at his age. And Povetkin's the same. And he's one of those guys where. He might reign till he's 45, you know, he just keeps himself in good shape.
5: Obviously, we've seen Povetkin come up short against Joshua. We've seen him beat Huey Fury over here. I mean, those two guys, very different styles to yourself. Are you going to look at those fights and take much from them?
6: No, 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 he's 40 enough short guys, enough guys, shorter guys. You know, Yui Fury is tall, he's a bit range and he moves around. Joshua is tall and he's not as as rangey as what Huey is, but Joshua is more aggressive, better
5: boxing style and better boxing skills. Sky have billed it as the battle of the left hooks, I mean it's both, probably the two best left hooks in the division, but it's going to be a lot more than that, what sort of fight are you expecting because I mean the Dillian Weird know, you know, maximum violence as it says in your top, perhaps go to war and we know Povet can take shots as well as dish it out, but are you expecting perhaps, like we saw with him and Hunter, perhaps him to try and box a little bit as well?
6: Well let's see man, you know, um, he's a good fighter, he can box, he can punch, he's a slugger, So. I just have to prepare for our styles, you know what I mean? And see what he comes with, you know. I just have to just prepare and see what he does, man. You know, prepare for everything, boxing, moving, fighting, scrapping, and see what he does. I just need to
5: be defensively
6: sharp as well.
5: I mean, you don't need me to tell you, you know, about the WBC situation, but is it nice that there's perhaps a clear path now? Because if Josh and Fury do their jobs against um, Pulev and Wilder, respectively, they're sort of on course now where they're fighting so near each other that it has to happen, that fight. And then there's a clear path also for you to fight for the title next year. Is that quite refreshing that you finally perhaps have a little bit more clarity?
6: <laughs> in every division, there's no clarity, my friend. There's none at all. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. But I'm just glad few beat Wilder and the belts is all in the UK. We hold all the power now. You know, hopefully the public and the sanctioned bodies force them into a fight with
5: me. We know Deontay's going to uh, enact that clause for the third fight. Was you expecting that? I mean, most of us were expecting him to want to get revenge, but do you feel like the fact that he's pretty much almost won two rounds of the 19 rounds he faced against Fury? Did you expect him to avoid the Fury third fight?
6: No, he ain't got no choice. You know, um, prom- um, promotional pressures, and also he's got the pressure of um, the TVs and stuff. So he ain't got no choice. You have to take the fight. You haven't got no choice.
5: We know you was taking tough fights, even though you've got this WBC ranking. I mean. Theoretically Deontay Wilder could sort of be out of the picture of the belts for a while if Fury was to beat him again. Is that a fight that you'd entertain for the end of the year if Deontay uh, gets beaten again by Tyson?
6: I just wanna fight the best guys. Whoever the best guys are, I just wanna fight them man. Whoever they are, whoever people consider the best guys, I just wanna fight them. You know, whichever one, whichever
5: other. Alright, and just finally I want to talk to you about Joshua Pulev. Um, we see seeing you in Manchester, Joshua in London, it's good to have the heavyweight, it's not just the belts over here, but now we've got you guys fighting over here. Joshua Pulev, how does that go? It's a bit of a fight that
6: it's lost his buzz, isn't it? Was a, it was meant to fight Pulev when, two years ago, I think. He's lost his buzz. It's like, it's a mandatory fight, isn't it? It's a mandatory fight. That's what it is, a mandatory fight. Joshua's got his mandatory defending. He's going to defend against his mandatory, that's all. That's all that fight, is a mandatory fight. Sometimes, unfortunately, you have to have mandatory fights. That's it, it's just one of those fights. That's all I can say about it. Do
5: you Pulev think it is. could be an entertaining clash?
6: No. Pulif is too negative, too negative, you know, and he's, he's aged
5: bad as well in the last few years as well. All right, Dillian, I'm going to let you go because I know there's a couple of other people waiting to speak to you and you've been here a while. Thank you very much for speaking to thank IFL TV. You, thank Cheers. Mate. Thank you, respect.
7: It's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with the one and only Dillian White. Dillian, it's nice to see you finally. I'm good. No,
6: I know you've been messaging me. and Sorry, I've just been busy and preoccupied with a few things, trying to get this fight made and stuff. I've been always ignoring you. Sorry.
7: No, it's okay. Um, a big fight for you. Yeah. You know what? You're taking risk after risk right when you're basically guaranteed, or you're in a nice position with the WBC. I know it seems like it's far away, but you're nonetheless, you're finally there. Why always take such risky fights ahead of something, of of an opportunity like that?
6: Because I need to learn, you know, I had seven amateur fights, 28 professional fights. I'm still in office, I still need to learn, and I just need to, if I keep fighting and beating these guys, then it's put me in good stead for when the real title come around. You see guys like Steven waited two years. I won fight in two years. The fight came. He was well out of shape, well out of place. So his timing was gone. And he got splattered in the round. So I don't want to be in that position. And I want to keep learning and keep improving. So. And also, my fans are quite hardcore fans who support me through highs and lows. So I want to give them value for money as well. You know what I mean? I don't want, I can go to America and fight. Like the guy Joseph Parker does fight, and get good money for doing it. But what's the point of doing that? I don't learn nothing, the fans don't really get nothing from those kind of fights. You know, there'll be the other times where I would have to have a keep busy fight like that, but I want to have good fights that weigh the fans appetite and make them think, you know what, wow. I don't want the fans to be like, as it stands, it's, I'm not the favorite in this fight at the minute. It's like everyone's 50-50 in it. I want to have these kind of fights that make my fans think, oh, you know what, He's fighting people. They're excited to, to, to make it weekend, they go to, to Manchester and watch the fight. Not just, ah, uh, well, Dillions, yeah, no.
7: So you wanna make sure that you're always giving them entertainment?
6: Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like Eddie said, he wanted to change his ticket prices. And I said, no, leave it, leave ticket prices reasonable because people don't have to travel up from London. Yeah. And also, I wanna give them, because all the madness i have been through, they've been loyal and been supporting me, so I wanna give the f- back something. I don't wanna be one of those guys that's just, Doing it solely for the money and pressing the tickets that crazy the prices, so people thinking I want to go, but it's just that yes, little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
7: 2019 was one hell of a year for you. Yeah. How have you been able to maintain being positive, keeping your motivation there when there were so many obstacles that? could have obviously have served you in a completely different direction. Um, as we know, you had, you were so close to the WBC title show. You got the interim title and then the UCAT situation. And then now you've been pushed off again to 2021 with the WBC. How do you keep yourself from, from I guess, just losing that passion in boxing? You know, um,
6: I'm just a stubborn guy. I'm just stubborn, I'm just stubborn, undetermined and, and I'm just extremely, You know, I just know to fight. I'm a fighter by nature. I just know to fight, you know?
7: I, I wonder, I'm curious if it's frustrating to hear that Eddie Hearn wants so badly to make the fight with Tyson Fury and Joshua before your mandatory date. What's the conversation been like between you and Eddie in regards to that? I just told him, stop
6: fucking about and do the right thing. I said, I know his business and I know It's not personal, but come on, man, you know, how long am I going to wait, you know? But obviously he's a promoter, he's a businessman, so he sees it from a solely business point of view, and that's that, you know?
7: Would you potentially, because let's just say it does happen for them, right? It's saying, obviously, that the trilogy um, ends up the same, with the same outcome. Would you consider the step-aside fee, because you know that it wouldn't end up in February as the date is supposed to be for you. Um, is that something you would consider or would you absolutely demand that you have the opportunity and you wouldn't budge?
6: I just want to, I just want to have my fight, man, I fight for the royal title, you know, I want my fight, I fight for the real title. I don't want to mess about and have step aside and all of that, you know, but let's see, sometimes you have to be business smart as well mm-hmm. and have a think about it and see what's what, so sometimes you have to just see, you know, and take a view in it and that's why I have a team my team will advise me as well, you know.
7: Obviously, um, with the whole you know WB situation, sh- no fighter ever thinks oh I might lose or I'm going to lose. That's not the mentality you have. But should in the event if you continue to take on such tough opponents, if the possibility happens, do you find yourself where you're just gonna abandon the WBC route, should it prolong now? It kind of puts put you a few steps back, should you lose the interim title?
6: I, I, I don't even know, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think about losing, I don't, you know, I just plan and do my thing. I wanna fight the best fighters in the world, I don't care. I, I don't think about losing, I'm just one-trap minded. Get in there and win and smash a piece in front of me, you know, and that's it. I just wanna fight the best fighters in the world, that's it.
7: So, I saw the video of you totally cracking up when you yeah. saw Deontay Wilder lost. I'm just curious, I'm sure you've been asked this a million yeah, times no, over. No, I no. haven't had the opportunity to no, talk to you about it. No, no, no. Um, your thoughts on the overall outcome of Tyson Fury stopping Deont- Deontay Wilder?
6: I was happy, you know, a fellow went to America and beat up Deontay Wilder, I was more than happy. I was shoved, I was over the moon. You know, obviously Deontay Wilder say a lot of things and say he's a killer and he's distant, the other one he wants to catch a body and stuff. and He's the most dangerous, more feared fighter in the world, and then he just got slapped about all over the ring. He was walking around like Bambi and Ice, you know, and it was just, it was just funny. It was funny. It was funny. I was glad that my countryman won as well, you know, I was glad. British, Irish-British, I was, I was well over the moon.
7: What do you make of people, there's a video circulating of people saying that there was like this Tyson Fury Glovegate situation going on, what are your thoughts on that?
6: I have no idea. I don't know. I don't comment on things I don't know about. I have no idea. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to say he didn't do it. I'm not going to say he did it. I don't know. You know, one thing in boxing, it'd be careful what you say. One thing you, gotta le- one thing you learn in boxing, be very careful what you say and what you say, because it might come back to bite you.
7: Now, when I spoke to Deontay Wilder uh, right before the fight, uh, you had made some some comments on social media that were... Quite out there, may I say
6: so he um so first, and then i, re- I respond to retaliated. him yeah he what did started- he say to you he said um something about um he fucked when a, m- my girl or some shit or something he said so first we tell that's all you know you can't you know you don't throw shit over my fence and think I'm just going to take it no, oh, I'll burn your whole house down, mm-hmm. you know simple as that.
7: With the hosti- Last question, with the hosti- hostility you have with Deontay, well, do you almost wish that he or hope that he does win so that you get a chance to be in the ring with him? Even
6: if he lose, I still want to fight the guy. Like I said, I still want to fight the guy, you know. It's more than boxing with me and him. And I believe I can beat him, you know. I said, it's a genuine beef, like you just don't like him. Well, it's not beef, because if it was beef, then it'd be, you know, if it was beef when he was here, I'd have done something to him. It's not beef. I just don't like the guy. That's it. You know, it's not beef. Because beef, you know, it, it's different. It's just, I just don't like him. He said he don't like me and I don't like him. So, you know, he talks a lot of shit, you know, and he keeps doing it and keep lying and keep, keep lying and keep tricking the fans and keep letting them believe that he wants to fight and he tried to fight me. And I, he's just talking shit. Just be honest, dude. Just be honest. Just be honest, man. I'm honest. You see, I don't act like I'm no great real beater. I'm just a normal guy. You know, I'll give you work. If you want the work, I'll give you work and I don't act like I'm anything special, I don't act arrogant, you don't see me I like Mr. Big Shot, I'm cool, I'm humble and respectful.
7: What did you make of his statement that he made in regards to his suit and and, and
6: shit man. What whatever is his crack dealer is, their shit is strong. It's real strong because how can it be over two hundred and thirty pounds? and you're telling me a 40 pound jacket weighed you down and then there's videos of you running with a 55 pound jacket on and then there's videos of you with a 100 pound fireman jacket on throwing punches and shadow but bo- he just talk shit you know sometimes one thing I learn is when you lose it better just be calm and think about stuff before you say it don't just go out and start talking shit because it won't go what right for you you know and, I, and I'm sure like him talking about Mark Breland in the public I'm sure now he's thinking about it and he's degrading it, but now he spoke up publicly, he might not have no choice but to follow through on his words.
7: Well, all I want to say is thank you for always bringing that energy. Thank you for always bringing the fights. Regardless, like, just like Adam Smith said at the press conference, I really hope that they do the right thing and get you in there as you're more than deserving. This has been an unfortunate situation for you, given how how many days has it been? Like, Jesus I, Christ. I don't,
6: I don't even know anymore, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I just want to say thank you for all the support over the years, Michelle. And um, thank you for keep supporting and shouting my name as well. And, I'm wishing for me to get the title chance. So thank you very much. I really appreciate. it. You're
7: very welcome, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thanks. So let's sign off with our uh, our feet, our feet handshake. We're gonna, We're gonna do it. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. The, look, look, look! With the coronavirus going around, we nobody got time to be doing handshakes. Ready? We go. we go. <laughs> Good seeing you. All right, let's go again. Yeah, there let's go you, you go. It. That's <laughs> no, All right, all right well, nice thank you, you very much. Company, nice so, to see you. Thanks, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and also hit the bell button so that you can get alerts every time we upload a new video.
8: This is Andy Piroir for Boxing Social Association with Bedford and I'm joined by Peter Fury here in Manchester. Peter, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. How have you been keeping? Pleasure for you, young man. It's good to see you. Yeah, I'm good. Very good. It's good to hear. Obviously, your son returns once again to the ring on Saturday night with Huey. How has Huey been looking in camp? What have you been
9: working on in particular? We've worked on a lot of stuff um, and you'll see Saturday night. You know, I'm looking forward to it myself, so like I said... Really looking forward, and excited, and um, excited for Yui, because it's all about him now, so, like I said, it's, um, this is his time, and um, I believe he'll take it with both hands. Looking forward to the public seeing what he's about as well, and seeing the changes made. You've mentioned to
8: me in the past that you know, you've wanted to see a meaner side of you, you want to see him throw that right hand a bit more. How, how much of a necessity is that going to be in this fight that he starts to show that from now on in his
9: career? You've got to see exactly what we've been working on. So, like I said, seeing is believing. What, should, what is Huey going to be expecting from Pavel? It doesn't matter. Pavel's a bit of a messer. He's awkward. He's a, he's a messer and, uh, like I said, it, you know, he poses some problems. He's it's not, it's not a walk in the park, uh, Pat sour, whatever his name is. If you could map out the perfect year for Huey, how would you kind of see it going? I just think Yui's got too much, too much skill and uh, it'll show on the night. And I think he'll, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to Yui putting a good boxing display on. It's not just about the W here, you know, it's about Yui doing well. But Pavel was no mug. He took uh, Jermaine Franklin, I think, he's 18-0. He took him the full distance. So, you know, he's durable, he can take shots, but just a type of a fighter. So he's, uh, he's still learning as well. So, like I said, uh, it'll be interesting with Hughie's year ahead, how do you kind of see it playing out for him? Get this fight out the way Saturday, he'll be fighting again very soon after that, and uh, hopefully by the end of the year he's back in a mandatory position, but he'll certainly be in a serious fight by the end of the year. Possibly, no, probably the end of the year he'll be back in mandatory slot again. Obviously you've got Savannah Marshall also ticking over, how's Savannah been looking? Savannah's working hard, she's sparring, uh, we're again at four o'clock, so she's doing very well, so uh, preparations are all on all on point and um, yeah, we're looking to uh, bring back the WBO light heavyweight world title. What would you mean for Savannah to pick up by her first world title? What do you think it would mean for her? I think it'll mean the world for her because you know, she deserves it, she works hard she, you know, she lives down here you know, she's not back up home with the family you know this girl makes the right sacrifices so um, I'm very proud of Savannah, I'm proud of her achievements and um, I really want her to do well <laughs> And I think she will do well. I have every belief in her. She'll lift up not only that world title. I think she's going to wipe through the division. Obviously, a lot of talk about Clarissa Shields and when she might face
8: Savannah once again. Savannah beating her as an amateur. When do you think we could see that fight?
9: Well, you know, we spoke to Eddie about this and uh, the team, and basically, we want Savannah to have back-to-back world title fights. So when she's had this fight, forget defending it. She'll, She'll drop down to super middle she'll fight for world titles, hopefully unify that, drop down to middle and have a, have a super fight with there.
8: Just moving away from Jim, just wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of fights. Obviously, we're about to start with a Dillian White, Alexander Povetkin press conference. What are your thoughts on that fight? Obviously, Alexander, a former opponent of Huey's.
9: I think it's a good fight. Uh, you know, it's like again, these are not foregone conclusion fights. You know, they, they take winning. I think Povetkin will be awkward and pose some problems early on. But I just think um, if Dillian's in super shape, because he needs to be, and I, th- I, mean, I think he will be for this. And I think um, I, I can see Dillian having a um, probably mid to late stoppage. And obviously we just had uh,
8: Anthony Joshua versus Kubrat Pulev announced. Kubrat Pulev, a mandatory challenger. Not one which will catch the imagination of many, but it's a mandatory lock aside. So what should we expect from Kubrat? What do you think he still has
9: to offer at world level? I think he's, uh, he's got quite a bit to offer. He's got a very good jab and he's got a very good boxing brain. And he's learned a lot from his mistakes with Klitschko. So he's a different fighter today. He's very awkward to get, to get a, a clean shot off. So he'll pose his own problems. So um, I think it'll be uh, a decent, uh, you know, it can be, like, again, this is not, they're not foregone conclusion fights when you're at this level. People don't want to think, oh, it's Pulev, oh, it's Povekhin. They're not. It can easily go wrong, this, you know. So, But I think if they're on point, I think uh, both of them should come through it. And finally, it's not something which I want to dwell on,
8: but obviously I saw your tweet after Tyson's victory over Deontay, spectacular performance, etc. Just what
9: was your thoughts on their fight? I thought it was a perfect performance, you know. He did what he needed to do. He put it, put it on him properly and um, he, he, he couldn't handle it. He's never been on his back foot. So, and he he done it educatingly, come in, he took his time and he did what he had to do. So it was a good, very good win. Obviously everybody knows about what
8: Tyson's been through for his life, how, how much of a, a credit does Tyson deserve to
9: have reached for Summit once again? I think in his boxing he deserves all the credit in the world, you know, oh, don't get me, look look back years ago what I said, I said this kid's the best in the world, I said he's a super talent, when everybody was writing him off, I said he's he got what it takes, you know, and sometimes it takes years for people to understand, but look, seeing is believing and doing is achieving, So. Give him his max credit,
8: he deserves it. Obviously, there's talk about that potential undisputed fight between AJ and Tyson. In the history of boxing, how big of a fight would that be?
9: Yeah, it's a, me- it's a mega fight, uh, and hopefully it will happen. Um, you know, I think if they both come through these defences now, then they're, they're, they're set, aren't they? The final things on it. Obviously, after the fight,
8: Deontay didn't agree with his corner-throwing in Have any and then he brought up his costume for Ringwalk Wayne
9: a lot. What are your thoughts on both of those comments? I'm not interested. The better man won on the night. You can clearly see the corner was right to pull him out. He had nothing left and he got knocked out. So better better that he can come again and be healthy. So I'm not interested. Whatever they are, he was losing it from the opening bell for me. Well, Peter, we will leave there now. I'll leave
8: you to enjoy the rest of your day. As always, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you and I hope to speak to you soon. Thank you. Speak to Boxing Social. No
3: problem. Awesome. Thank you, Peter.